Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Are we time traveling? Is it August? It's like 75 degrees and sunny here on October 9th as we sit in the press box at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And uh, the Grizz back from the Sunshine State after a huge win. Actually, is it the Sunshine State? It's the Golden State. The Golden Florida's State. Florida's the Sunshine yeah. State. Hey, you're, you're only 3,000 eh, miles off. Whatever. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown, talking all things Grizz football. Montana, dare I say, uh, a signature 31-23 win at UC Davis. It was certainly Montana's best regular season win in several years, probably since the, the rivalry game in Missoula in 2021. First time the Grizz have gone on the road and beat a ranked team in forever. And we'll see if UC Davis ends up with a winning record or not. But I can tell you straight up as a football analyst, that's a very talented UC Davis team that the Grizz just uh, beat. And uh, they did it in a completely surprising fashion. They changed a variety of things, which we'll get into all of that. But what would you think? How was your trip to California? It was great. I mean, just complete from start to finish. You go down there. It's sunny when you uh, wake up on a Saturday morning, go for a nice walk, enjoy the weather. A little bit of a... Uh, tacos you got to have a little bit of that in California we had that for the pregame meal but as far as the game itself it was uh, a complete effort and I with you was very curious of how the Grizz were going to respond on the road it's been well chronicled by now you know the struggles they've had in trying to get that signature win I would agree with you the best regular season win since the rivalry game in 2021 beating a team with a winning record beating a team with good pedigree that it was on their homecoming ranked team all of that with the first team all-league quarterback and I'm with you the the way the Grizz altered or just adjusted to their strengths was impressive to see. But not only that, Coulter, I think beyond the the X's and the O's, the intangibles, they came out with fire. I mean, it was impressive, especially when you consider lifeless a little bit against Northern Arizona to come Certainly. back with that response. Um, it was encouraging to see. And, and this shows me that this team was ready for this stretch. They stubbed their toe against an NAU team that – might be better than people think. Certain, certainly better than their I mean, 0-3 Don't look now, but if NAU beats Portland State this week, they'd be 3-1. and one And they the should sky. be 4-0. Oh. I mean, right. with a one-point loss to Sacramento State. So everything is becoming a little bit clearer. I know we love to overreact in the month of September. Oh, yeah. But here we go in October. You're starting to get to the meat of the schedule. Cream's rising to the top. And all is well, at least for now, here in Missoula. But, but the Grizz certainly put together their best performance of the season. It was encouraging to see. I thought that, you know, we talked last week about the skill and talent of quarterbacks certainly being impactful in the, the success of a team, but also just the confidence that a team has in its quarterback. And it seemed like the Grizz just had as a collective group more confidence in Clifton McDowell, even if Sam Vidlak is the more sort of traditional type of thrower. McDowell, though, now is 3-0 and as the Grizzlies starting quarterback. And, uh, you know, for, for all of the, the uh, dings you can give him in terms of him being a little bit limited in certain areas – he gets it done in a lot of different ways. And the thing that I was so impressed with offensively for the Grizz is they catered to his skill set. UC Davis ran an eight- and nine-man box the entire game. The Grizz also were completely prepared for that and had – I mean, they've run a screens a little bit this year with McDowell, but they their screen game has been almost exclusively with their receivers, not their running backs. 
They did that a ton on Saturday. That was huge. And then all of a sudden, that's where the down-the-field stuff with Keelan White, Aaron Fonts, and all those guys um, really pay off. So I thought the adjustments into the screen game and also the fact that UC Davis was dead set on two things. One, stopping the run between the tackles. Two, not letting Junior Bergen kill him. Hey, take what the defense gives you. Boom. We get out in the screen game, get out on the edge, put McDowell out on the edge, and I thought the Grizz uh, looked so much better because they actually had a, a, an identity and a plan offensively that worked for their quarterback skill set. A lot to unpack from that, and I'm with you. Being Clifton McDowell impressed me in waves. There were two things to me, just two, uh, two aspects of his overall game that were eye-opening. And number one was his pocket presence and pocket awareness. There, there were times where maybe the pocket was collapsing a little bit and he stood in there and made a throw. That's part one. Part two is right away recognizing that if he moves the pocket – you have to make the defense decide, right? They can't just sit back. And I thought that that was huge, especially in all of their touchdowns. The circus catch by Aaron Fonts was incredible to see. Maybe a couple times where McDowell was not quite on target. The wide receivers made up for that. Um, and then the first touchdown of the game to Keelan White. I mean, good awareness that White just slipped back through, I think, a zone look from UC Davis. And uh, he was wide open. It, it, was, it was fun to see, especially with Clifton McDowell getting the keys to the car. And it felt yeah. like for the first time, Coulter, and not to, I mean, we didn't really know what the quarterback split was going to be going into the contest, but that really felt like for the first time, no one was looking over their left shoulder and right shoulder. And I know that maybe through the, the month of September, you had to feel it out with a couple of guys and see, you know, in-game, anything can happen per series. But not only that, the Bobby Houck stuck with Clifton McDowell after yep. the fumble. We know he's got a, a short leash sometimes after that. Goes to show me a little bit part of the bigger picture. They're committing to this guy, and they built the game plan around him. And I think moving forward – to prove that, hey, if you're going to load the box, McDowell still can throw. Yes. That's going to be massive moving forward. Well, that's the other thing is he did have some off-target throws, and the receivers made plays. That's why you got those guys. I mean, Aaron Foss is one of the most talented players in the league. It was, it was a joy to see him get loose. It was so funny. His post games were so funny because he was just so stoked. He didn't even know what to say. He's just – He's just like, man, I'm just having the greatest time. Uh, so it was fun seeing him have Playing fun. close to home, too. Oxnard, yep. California. So a yep. little bit of a homecoming, a lot of fans, uh, a lot of family and friends there for him. Totally. And, uh, you know, five catches, 99 yards. Don't look now, but the Grizz have had guys over 90 a couple weeks in a row now. So um, certainly progress there. Defensively, I thought the adjustments that they made were huge as well because this whole three-three-five stack that they run is predicated on lighting up the line of scrimmage lighting up the quarterback. As we've said for the last several years, beating the Grizz defense is not complicated. It's, in fact, super simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. All you got to – if the quarterback just has to be able to stand in the pocket, step up in, take a hit while he's making a throw, throw it up the seam. The guys that could do that hurt the Grizz. The guys that couldn't do it got hurt <laughs> big time by the Grizz. They probably had more – not probably. I bet you anything they had more quarterback hits – than anybody in the country 2021 and 2022 because they would just brutalize quarterbacks. Well, this year they have him again home because they don't – and there's a variety of reasons for that. Riley Wilson's supposed to be their main edge guy. He's been out. You know, Levi Janet Carroll's a great player, but I think he on the edge he's a little bit out of position. He's way more of a guy that should be playing in the middle of the defense because he can get off blocks. He's such a good hand fighter. But the, these Grizz linebackers and their safeties, Bobby Houck has talked about extensively, are so good at running the ball and that he really loves the way that they tackle. So what they do, they stop blitzing so much 
and I said, hey, okay, if you want Miles Hastings to you know check down here, whatever. I thought the key stat in the game though was 11 pass breakups by Montana. Miles Hastings completed 70% of his passes. He threw for almost 360 yards. But they made plays on crucial downs, and they kept everything in front of them, and they showed off their sure tackling. And that's how you let a guy throw for 360 and still hold him to 23 points. It's crazy when stats don't tell the whole story, right? And you have to go a little bit deeper into the box score. Those breakups were crazy. And you got guys like Alex Governor getting breakups in there too. I mean, it, it was well-balanced throughout. And I felt that the Grizz, even though they didn't get home, they hit Hastings enough, and especially with a non-mobile quarterback. I think that needs to come into play, too, when, when talking about the Grizz against good players on the other side of how they can handle the 3-3-5 stack. And guys that don't really want to run and move out of the pocket have a harder time because they need to stand in there, make the throws. And, and Hastings is a very good quarterback, extremely accurate. But when the pocket did collapse on him even though the Grizz didn't get home it altered some passes so I just felt it was it was kind of symmetry um, when looking at all three levels of the defense uh, the adjustments in the second half my goodness I mean yep. it was a shootout in the first half and in the second half Davis was essentially stymied outside of a, a mercy field goal in the final couple minutes so uh, not only that they, they catered to their strengths way more um, the, the tackling was so impressive guys like and I want to throw out Jay's Klusiewicz because he made yep. a big third down stop Trevin Gradney had a break break up on third down too. Yep. Those two plays were big. Um, I, I just felt they were really connected on the defensive side of the ball, and it certainly showed. It's it's so funny because when you boil it all down, the essence of what most people run in college football is to get their playmakers in one-on-one -on -one situations and make the def defender miss. It's about making kids make mistakes. That's what offensive play calling and offensive execution is. The Grizz are basically saying we're going to get ourselves into one-on-one -on -one situations because we believe in our open field tackling. I thought Braxton Hill, Tyler Flink, Nash Fouch, Jace Klusiewicz all had, and Jackson Lee one time as well, all had great open field tackles that, you know, if you miss it, it's a gash play, but they didn't miss it. And they, they limited gash plays. It, that's just so big for their defense moving forward. It is, and that changes the whole narrative of a game if you miss Two, say you miss two of those tackles, right? I mean, one more touchdown for Davis, clearly it's, it's yep. a different game. So th they were near perfect, dare I say, when it came to getting guys in space. One-on-one, -on -one, the Grizz feel, hey, discipline and a good tackling team. They've always prided themselves on, on those two aspects, and I think we certainly saw that on display on Saturday. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. On the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, proudly presented in part by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity I was trying to think back. When is the last time Montana made such noticeable schematic changes and adjustments in a game like this? Oh wow, that's I a couldn't. Great think, question. I really, I honestly, I did. There was no compar comparable scenario to. I'm trying in, to even in Bobby, think in Bobby Houck's second tenure, 2019. I'm even trying to think of games that, yeah. 
I mean, from first half to second half, I mean, I'm kind of stymied certainly, too. There's certainly like a couple – like when they beat Southern Utah by one point when Marcus Feldman had the blocked field goal, that, that was just because the – Dalton Sneed was out. Or was that in 2021? Cam Humphrey was out? Yes, it was Chris Brown in that game. Chris Brown. Regardless, they've made some stuff when they had a different – when they were, like, hurt at quarterback. But in terms of having their front-line guys, especially defensively, I mean, they've blitzed 65% of the time for the last six years straight. (laughs) So so to to call that off, I think – I don't know. We were hard on the Grizz the last couple weeks. I think the coaching staff deserves an unbelievable amount of credit. This is like a new a new fold for Bobby Houck. I've never seen him do something like this. Well, and it goes to show you the bigger picture of this. It's such a different narrative, Coulter. I can't stress enough just from years past of where this team came in on such a high, where the expectations yep. were on a level where there was no really room for growth. I, I didn't think or very little room for growth throughout the course of the season because they're ranked in the top five. You should be elite every single week to where the canvas was a little bit blanker this year to start the season, and especially with, call it what it is, a couple underwhelming performances in September. There were justifiably a lot of question marks with, with what this team was going to look like, how they would cater to their strengths, and quite frankly, what their strengths were going to be. I, I just think if you ask people in the middle of August if you think Clifton McDowell was going to get the keys to the, the car as of right now, not many people would have said yes. Right. And so they've adjusted in that midseason and adjusted, hey, we can't get home to the quarterback, so hey, let, let's cater to our strengths to one-on-one defensively. I'm with you. It has been really fun just to – I hate saying flying under the radar because the Grizz never really sure. do that. They're always going to be in, in the spotlight. But to fly under the radar to make those adjustments to pleasantly surprise people like they did last week has been refreshing. I think that's the right word to say. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Missoula. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Grizzly Athletics. I'm just thinking about this for a second right now, and then we'll move on to talk about this Idaho game because that's what everybody's here for, to, to hear about the battle for the little brown stein. But I was just going through my head the variety of, of transfer quarterbacks that came into the league the last couple of years and how many have actually panned out. I, I guess I'm thinking about the, the, like the guys that are drop-downs because Clifton McDowell's a lateral transfer. He's an FCS guy. He started his career at a D1 school in Louisiana, but – He's been a – Three different levels of football. Right. Down to Juco and Texas, right. back to FCS. But, you know, Sam Vidlak is this three-star guy that has Oregon State and Boise State on the resume. You know, Sam Heward is this five-star guy that started his career at Washington. Sermon. Uh, they, uh, Jacob Sermon's been everywhere. Washington, Central Michigan, and now Northern Colorado. Kai Milner at NAU. He lasted two and a half games before he got the hook. Um, Carson Camp at Sac State. He's He got beat out by Caden Bennett. Bennett's like – Bennett's a weird one because Bennett came from Nevada, but he's like a Folsom High School guy. He played at Folsom High School for Troy Taylor and Chris Richardson, so I don't really know if you can say. I mean, he 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 probably should have gone to Sac State right out the gate. He went to Nevada for a semester and then. Was then back. he found out Sac State was a better program. <laughs> Sac so State's let's way go better than, than Nevada for sure. I mean, just going through all of these though, I don't know. I guess it's funny to me. This has been this is not actually not something new. It does seem though that guys that are really highly rated at quarterback when they're in high school 
have a way harder time fulfilling their potential. Like how many elite 11 guys and five-star guys have we seen flop? Like half. A full half. Well, and that goes to show you, evaluating that early, it's silly, right? That's and right. That's why these three, four, five stars, it doesn't matter. I mean, right. it, none, none of it matters. And I think we we understand that a little bit more, I think, in the state of Montana, because none of these guys sure. are, are well-recruited or there's not national evaluators coming to watch a game in Belgrade or anything right. like that, right? So I think that you you take it with a grain of salt, and you're right. with Just because someone's a three-star quarterback from one – position ranking three years ago does that mean he's going to pan out three three groups later not nah, not necessarily so i'm with you on that that uh you don't need to be highly rated and really the guys that fly under the radar they've been the best i ones. mean look at the look at look at the nfl right now who's the best two quarterbacks in the nfc brock purdy brock purdy and jalen hurts yeah neither one of them was a first round pick everybody thought neither one of them was going to be any good jalen hurts got hated on from day one so he's one of the best players in the nfl i mean, patrick mahomes was the, what the third or fourth quarterback drafted yeah, in his draft 26th overall or something i mean so you know i guess the evaluation is not a sweet science if it was we could make a lot of money i just find it interesting and i just think in college football especially because guys are like of similar ages having a guy with guts and moxie and confidence that can instill confidence in his teammates you know if i'm the grizz and i'm trying to play a physical brand of football that's dictated by field position special teams and defense I want the big senior running the ball. I, I want the big senior who can get everybody kind of galvanized together, even if he is – we keep saying it. He's better than you think as a thrower, but it do, that doesn't matter. It's what, his, it's what he brings. I, I loved the – I can't wait for you to watch the whole game on TV again. Bobby Howe called him over multiple times. There's multiple times Bobby was, was ripping him. Or not ripping him, but yelling at, to him to get them yeah. going. He's he just stares at him and takes it and is ready to go. He doesn't fold at all. That's the type of quarterback I think that Coach Houck needs. Well, there were two plays to me that certainly stood out and for different reasons. And it goes to show you that McDowell's the guy. One was the screenplay to Nick Osmo and to see the old line and the fire that they had getting out to yeah. block for some of those screens. That I think that utilizes their strengths a little bit more. Then the one to me for sure where you have the belief, you have everyone behind a quarterback was on third and 17. Yep. They ran the drop play, and McDowell willed himself to get 20 yep. yards. He could have gotten hit, fell down after 8 to 10. No way. And that just that, that's a small piece that shows a bigger picture of what the team does and rallies behind someone like Clifton McDowell. Now this is on tape, though, so these adjustments are going to be, you know, Idaho's going to have a chance to look at this. And uh, when it comes to, like, the screen game and, the, and its cohesiveness with the RPO stuff that they're running and all the zone read stuff, there's some synchronicity there, and if you run it right, you execute right, you can just keep running it. You just got to make people stop it. But if you, I mean, it, like, you know, that's why I think it fits Coach Houck's identity as well. Get a hat on a hat, and you just fundamentally, out, you know, just outman people. And I think that you can, you can be productive offensively like that. One thing I want to throw into the mix, and just to, to, for great conversation with Clifton McDowell, he's a guy, and you watch him throughout the course of the week. I'm lucky enough to do that with practices, and we've seen him now progress in each game yes. he's a guy that gets better throughout the course of each week with practice yes. not a good practice player mondays and tuesdays wednesday totally. thursdays dialed in how much have we seen that in games remember this guy i know he's a senior but he has not had that many game reps and yes. last week was eye-opening to that so i think he's a guy too where yeah he's a senior and is in his fourth school his ceiling's still incredibly high from that just to further the point on what you're saying no, no doubt and that's the other part it's like we keep saying Three of Montana's best players are their receivers. 
So just let those guys go make plays. All you got to do is just put it out there. You don't have to be throwing dimes. You don't have to throw Aaron Fonts open. You just throw it his way. He's going to figure out a way to go get Last it. Last week was a good example. Uh, same with Keelan White. Like Keelan White, the touchdown Keelan White scored was such a sick route. They were running this. They were UC Davis was running like a soft cover three, and White broke it off on purpose and like looked back. And I mean that's the sophisticated stuff for McDowell to be able to see that. Most college quarterbacks can't see that kind of stuff. So that was big time. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. To me, I think offensively the Grizz are going to be fine against Idaho, um, both because what they do is just – I mean, if they keep doing what they're doing, I think it's fine, and I think that Idaho is just fine on defense, not elite. It's completely the other side of the ball. If they want to run this stuff where they're just going to let – you know, bend but don't break, tackle well in open space, that's all great and fine and dandy. And UC Davis had good skill players, but they're not Hayden Hatton and Jermaine Jackson and Anthony Woods. That's the best offensive trio in the league, and they also have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Giovanni McCoy as well. So that's going to be the key to me. The Grizz blitzed McCoy as much as they blitzed any quarterback in the whole country over the last several years last year. And McCoy got hit and took it and diced them. They're not going to do that this week, I don't think, but – can he tackle those playmakers in open space? That's going to be the key to this game for me. And having patience with the style that Idaho wants to run, right? They have scored first in all six of their games. And, yes, it's it's obnoxious to fans on the other side of how they bleed the clock, but it's so advantageous to their style, right? Their strength is on offense. They are okay on defense. They have the best pass defense in the league, but I think – you'd be silly to say their strength is defensively. Their strength is offensively, and they want to keep them on the field as much as possible. That just makes sense. That's just simple simple math, right? But looking at what Montana's defense has to do to stay patient through these long drives and to – I hate saying it, but stay pretty perfect. I mean, right? Sure. You miss you miss a tackle that that's a drive breaker against somebody a, a team like Idaho. And I'm really, really curious to see the matchup of the Grizzly secondary. Not only the corners, but the safeties. How yep. are those five in the back going to work in tandem yep. against the best wide receiving duo and best wide receiving trio with Therese Trainer? I sure. would say in the Big Sky Conference, McCoy was good. Hastings was good. McCoy, I think, is a different level. And Anthony Woods, I mean, over 200 yards the game on the ground don't forget about Romano I think that he plays a huge role it's just to me putting together the two deep for Idaho it goes to show you how solid they are there's no pomp and circumstance man they've got three wide receivers two running backs and a quarterback and it's going to be those six guys and they're not trying to pull any secrets out you got to try and stop them because collectively those are the six best in the league at their spots the keys to this I mean this is gonna be a fascinating deal because to me the 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 key to Idaho's sustained success this year is handling the hype. And now, here comes the hype. You're number three in the country. You got your oldest rival coming to town. They're not licking their wounds anymore. They're coming off their biggest win of the season. It's Moscow at night, under the lights, inside the dome. ESPN2 is there. The Grizz get almost numb to it because there's 15 media people ready to do interviews every single week. It doesn't matter if they're playing Cal Poly or Idaho. Idaho, I mean, I, I already sent my two-page long email request to 
you know, because we want this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, that guy. You know, we're going to have multiple podcasts about this, and th- there's a bunch of hype behind it. Idaho's got a lot of swagger. Can they handle the hype, though? That's what I'm. That's such an interesting dynamic coming into this game. And not only handle the hype, handle the hype as a favorite. Because last year right. when Idaho came in here, they yes. were a, they were an underdog, and that this and was sitting on the clock. They onside kick to start the second half. They, they pulled out all the stops, right? Yeah. Now you're going to be a favorite, and dare I say, maybe a double digit favorite going into this wow. game. It'll be fascinating to see what what it comes out at. But being able to handle all of that and the Grizz, Coulter, they've enjoyed playing the us against the the world mentality, and dare I say, an underdog mentality. The Grizz have embraced that the last couple of weeks, and they really rallied together behind it last week. They were an underdog. They they felt like it, and they they played inspired. And uh, handling the hype around this game, especially as the favorite target on your back, with Idaho, they've played really well on the road. And it's crazy to me that five of their first six games were on the road, and now you got all of it, a sellout in the Dome, everything Idaho's been working towards. This is what college football is all about, though. And two teams that, yeah, there was one hiccup for the Grizz in September, but, man, when this schedule – when the schedule came out and this game was circled, if you would have told me, hey, you're going to have 5-1 and one against 5-1, and one, both teams in the top 15, top 10, depending on what poll you look at, it's living up to the hype. It's going to be a blast Saturday night. And really, the buildup for us all week to get ready for this matchup. And uh, certainly both teams, top half of the big sky. Top half would be an understatement. I, uh, I'm going to run out of stuff to say by the time this week is over because <laughs> I'm going on so many shows. So many people are coming on my shows. But that's what we live for. It's going to be a great week. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Find his call from the Kibbe Dome on Saturday night. What, 8.05 kickoff? Is 8.30. 9, 8.30. 8.30 oh Mountain Time. Yep, get, get some coffee Sleepy in. time. <laughs> but it should be fun. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor, spearheading our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole, Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place and they're filled with black sand. It is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see. And that plus the elements... And the way that it's carved into the mountainside there, it makes it an incredibly challenging course. For all you Bobcat and Grizzly people, if you're in Missoula, in Bozeman, in western Montana, in southwestern Montana, it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything. And the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey is now open all winter long. Expert swing and mental coaching for you all off-season. They also have custom club fitting multiple state-of-the-art TrackMan simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works to schedule your winter session, 406-563-5989. That's 406-563-5989. Old Works and their awesome PGA Improvement Center, the perfect spot for any golfer all winter long. 